This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. I just said uh, before I went live there, that was almost a Lee Johnson type performance from the team there. I mean, how did how did you see it before we uh, start to go through the action? Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a, a bit better than that. I thought we we played with a, like a plan. I think we played with some purpose. But I think, in fairness, Stoke Stoke did a you know good job. I think they they realised from the last two games that stopping people like Jamie Patterson. Um, picking up the ball and dominating was was one way to stop us, and they and they did that pretty effectively. So um, yeah, no, I thought I thought it was okay. I thought it was a, a decent enough performance. Yeah, but the playoff chance now was sort of just about on life support, but uh, um, it's sort of uh, it's ended now. Well, it has ended. That is it. If it hadn't ended before, it certainly has now, hasn't it? Yep. I think there are some slim mathematical chances here, but yeah. to, to think that you know. Um, the teams above us are going to drop more points than we're mm. going to gain is 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 pretty unrealistic, I think, and that, and, yeah. and and that's fine. I think we you know tonight we start planning for next season. In, in my opinion, I agree. I mean, let's go through the action. I mean, if we begin same team three times in mm. a row, that's uh, Dean has picked the same team. I don't know whether you've done the stats. I think somebody said that has happened under Lee Johnson's reign earlier yeah. this season but uh, mm-hmm. um, were there any changes on the bench you probably know a bit more detail okay. than I did no okay. no changes so it was the same 18 man squad then yeah um, so, uh, the only the only change was obviously Benick was uh, missing Saturday um, yeah. he was missing tonight he was ineligible, ineligible against against Stoke's club um, and, and Freddie Hines came in on, on the bench as the, the ninth ninth sub but other than that no changes do we and Casey Palmer was still injured yes is that do you think that's genuine or do you think there's a bit more to it than uh, than that yeah because he having it was his uh, was it one of his muscles were playing was it quads I think they said uh, Last yeah, he's, week. Had, he's had something, some fluid drained off his thigh. He's he's back on the grass, according to Jamie McAllister. That's the, the term they like to use. But um, you would think if he if he was a semblance of fit, he'd, he'd have he'd have been on the bench tonight instead of instead of Hines. So I'm 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 not quite crying a cons- conspiracy theory on that. No, bit. no, we have enough of those. Okay, let's go through the action. Uh, early doors in this one. Early doors. So I think Stoke looked a much better side than uh, Borough, in my opinion. They still had something to play for. They had some good players in the team. Nick Powell 
I thought was good in midfield for them, although he got surprisingly taken off. Sam mm. Vokes looked lively in the first half, but the first genuine chance came to us on the 23 minutes. And I saw a few people on the uh, fans forum describe uh, Fam having his uh, Bass Savage moment when he really <laughs> should have knocked it past the goalkeeper, shouldn't he, for 1-0 uh, on 23 yeah, I think it's one of those. Um, I think I think Joe Morell called it at, at half time, but he probably had that little bit too much time to think about what he was going to do, and it probably is the keep, you know keepers pretty much stranded where he was. Is probably one to just bend around him with a bit of composure, but uh, unfortunately he tried to then go round the keeper and, and lost lost the chance. Um, so yeah, that was the that was the first one I kind of wrote in my notes. Uh, pretty scrappy after 18, 18 minutes, but you know I saw that we were trying to trying to pass the ball. You know you could you could see. What we were trying to do, albeit it wasn't coming off, and I think you know Stoke are, are a, you know, a reasonable, reasonable team, and, and, and made it difficult for us. Yeah, do you think if that chance had fallen to uh, Naki, he might have took that one away? I think on evidence of Saturday, yeah, exactly the type of chance that that he wants. So a couple of minutes after that, uh, Nathan Baker going off again. Yeah, I didn't see what happened. Um, I didn't see whether there was a challenge in the in the preceding preceding minutes but um yeah unfortunately off again it looks like uh half time has been replaced by the the drinks break for bakes <laughs> and then dan bentley he has his uh he has his critics and uh his first good save of the game one-on-one i think it was after mm-hmm. our goal um sorry before our goal but uh, one-on-one got down well didn't he and the guy would have been disappointed not to score for stoke i think yeah. it might be mclean I think, it's, I think it's Gregory, but I don't think he ever looked like scoring. He never got his head up and worked out what he was going to do. And in the end, I think, you know, Bentley made his mind up and he shot it straight at him. But yeah, you know, good good goalkeeping. It's kind of what you want them to do, narrow the angles and uh, spread themselves. And yeah, he did, did exactly what we needed. We did get the ball in the back of the net on 34 minutes. Uh, it was a cross into the middle and uh, cross into the middle. And I think um, uh, Naki Wells clearly fouled the guy Pushed Bath in the back. He was looking for what goal number six for us, I think. But uh, did you see that as a foul by uh, by uh, Naki on thirty four minutes? Yeah, I think it, I think it was a foul. It wasn't it wasn't the, the hardest push in push in the world. Um, but yeah, it was 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 enough to give a free kick. If it happened against us, we'd be screaming for a for a free kick. So I don't think we'd have any doubts. Yeah, good knock back from family. Yeah, it was. No, it was a good uh, header back across goal. And uh, joining us uh, now is uh, Pete up in Reading. With the uh, the cat who uh, participated in uh, last week's uh, edition, uh, Peter, we were just talking about the goal we had disallowed. I think it was about thirty two minutes when uh, Naki Wells. Uh, I'd, we've seen it three or four times. He certainly did push it. The guy made a meal of it. But uh, what were your thoughts on that goal and the game up to that point? Well, just, uh, just just going back to uh, uh, Dan Bentley's uh, doing the star shape and preventing that goal. That was class, and he was to follow that. I think as we'll progress through this discussion uh, quite a few times in the game. He really did just keep us in this. Um, looking at the uh, Nanky Wells effort, I thought that was a bit tame. All he did was rest his two hands on a bloke who was about six <laughs> inches taller than him. And as, yeah. and as my cat is absolutely convinced, you know, she fell over. <laughs> yeah. So we took the lead. I I suppose it was just about a deserved lead right on the stroke of half time. Again, Vyman, the provider, um, fed the ball out to Benkovic and he had uh, acres of space to control the ball, take the second touch and curl it into the net. Uh, Dave, your comments on that goal. It was a class finish, wasn't it? It, it was just 
just going back a couple of minutes before that goal, I, I, I scribbling down some things that every time we got the ball to Bent uh, to, to hunt at right wing back, he took a touch and McLean really aggressively closed him down. Mm. Um, and yet, two minutes before our goal, McLean went to do it twice and Hunt clipped a ball over the top that Wells almost ran onto. And then yeah. for the for the, the the ball that led to the corner was again Hunt hitting a first time ball mm. in, into in behind before McLean had closed him down. Lo and behold, you know from the corner we yeah I remember good, that now that you have mentioned it yeah good good layoff from from Wells uh, sorry from uh, Vyman and uh, well uh, not a centre centre ass clearance or certainly not 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 how I remember scoring any of my goals as a centre half so. Yeah. How did you see the goal? I didn't know you played uh, centre-half day, but we'll maybe talk about that another time. Peter, how did you see that goal? Right on the stroke of half-time, we jumped well, up to uh, eighth position then. And, uh, well, that, that was a classic you know. sucker punch, wasn't it, to be fair? I mean, Stoker defended, although I thought their composure was beginning to look a bit suspect. Mm. You know, they were beginning to look at their shrugging their shoulders at each other and there's a degree of discontent. And, it, you know, if you think about the way we chased down and actually got that particular corner, that when it came in was edited out, and the, the, the standout activity there, I thought, was Smith. First yeah. of all, heading it and then directing Wyman as to actually where it should be put. You know, that was Smith's goal for me. Wyman, another assist, and beautifully clipped into the far corner by Bukovic. Uh, yeah. Absolutely sublime. And if you thought about sending Stoke in with their shoulders hunched and shoulders down, that certainly did it. That was a perfect time to do it. Second half, though, it, and when I described uh, right at the start of this, uh, this summary, it seemed like a Johnson-esque performance. We didn't seem to get a grip on the game at all. Pato, who's not an aggressive player, I felt was in danger of maybe getting a red because he'd done a couple of challenges. I think he was given one final warning by the referee. Um, they were getting more into it. Right on the hour mark, that player in midfield for them, Powell, he hit the post with an effort with Bentley beaten. beaten. Dave, how did you see that and those opening exchanges in the um, in the uh, second half? I think that's certainly that, that opening quarter of an hour of the, of the, the second half was started off by a lazy callous pass with the first pass of the, the second half and and uh Powell almost got in then but but for a good block by Corey and I think that kind of set the set the tone. Mm. Um we started to lose quite a few I think you know in fairness Stoke probably went a bit a bit longer and we yep. started to not win those balls in the air. They probably bypassed um Benkovic a bit and, and aimed down down the kind of viner side of our of, of our pitch. Mm-hmm. And we did lose it. We weren't. I think we got strung a little bit out, and uh, we we didn't pick up those those second balls. And I think you know the gaps between our defence, our midfield, and our attack probably grew a bit too long. And, and Stoke were happy for that because they were picking up the, lo- the loose balls. And so yeah, because Pato and Pato and Corey were playing very very deep, weren't they? Yeah, very deep. Yeah, and there was no one then to pick up the ball. And you know, good shot from from Powell with his left foot. I thought it was in. To be honest, I'm surprised. Yeah. That, you know, it, it kind of just kept curling away. Luckily for us, and. and, and Ended up going out for a, but then the goal a, when it came was uh, four minutes after that, and uh, McLean, who had been a bit of a thorn in uh, uh, City's side, put in a good header, and uh, Danny Bath, um, good performance from him. The sort of player I see, he signed for them from Wolves last summer for three million. He was a sort of centre half that you know we could have do, done with getting, but there he was, a defender running in, and uh, nobody was with him when he stole in for that header, Peter. 
No, tragedy, really. A poor time to concede. And from then on, it really was going to be a question of um, how on earth would we get our way back into the uh, into the game? My thoughts were, just going back on to how Stoke came out, was that they changed their formation a little. And I'm not sure whether, what they did, but it was, certainly was... They weren't playing any more aggressively, but they were certainly playing differently. There were no substitutions, as I recall, at half-time. But mm-hmm. certainly there was a different mentality and a different formation. Any other comments on that, guys? Uh, well, Dave, your, your, your take on the, on, on the goal. Um, yeah, kind of we switched off from a free kick, didn't we? We allowed them to play it out wide to, to McLean. He whipped in a pretty good ball, in, in fairness, and, you know... One, to, one for Danny Barr to, to stick his nut on. Um, frustrating, really. It, you know, I'd like to see it again and, and see whether, you know, it was, it looked like it was five or six yards out. Could Bentley have come out? It's probably been a bit critical on, on today's. A few people on uh, one team in Bristol were criticising Bentley, yeah. saying, you know, never mind claiming the ball in his box. He should have claimed that one in his own six-yard area because he was rooted to the line, you know, and you you, you give the goal scorer every opportunity to force it over the line when you, you, you're that flat, don't you? We'd certainly lost momentum of the game, at, you know, in, in that opening 20 minutes yeah. of the second half. Uh, yeah. I think, think it needed a drinks break to, to kind of go. Yeah. I was screaming for changes to be made and I haven't got the timing of the substitutions, but uh, Nicholas Eliasson, when he did come on, um, yeah, a couple of times I thought poor balls into the box, didn't clear the first man or went the opposite, played it into uh, touch. And it was Stoke who almost got a second goal with 10 minutes to go. Again, it was that man, Danny Bath and uh, Dan Bentley, who, yeah, he has his critics, but he saved us a lot this season. It was a goal-bound header, which he touched onto the bar. Peter, how did you uh, how did you see that one? Yeah, the two substitutions were on 75 and then 82, and then Adowda came on for, uh, for Wyman. Um, yeah, we really were. We lacked rhythm. We lacked tempo. Interplay between the team uh, between the city players was good at good at some time but there was no overall strategy in terms of how we could actually defeat that stoke team we you know performance individual performances uh, and interaction was good but you know we did not have that killer touch and, and i i go back to whatever formation changes that stoke had pulled uh, by the way i think that uh, the stoke manager is an absolute one to watch i think he's very bright i mm. I, I wish he was in the potential uh, running list for ourselves because i think he changed that game yeah yeah no i i do we come back to the managers uh, after we've wrapped up the game and michael o'neill in uh, particular i mean when a uh, uh, dave good good save by bentley mm. from uh, the the bath uh, header but Really and truthfully, we never we we sort of huffed and puffed, and you know there was no. In fact, if you look at the statistics, I think we only had one shot. I'm reading the BBC stats here. We had 63% possession, eight shots against their ten, one shot on target against their three, four corners to us, two to them. It wasn't. What what? Where do you think it? Do you think it's just Stoke were a better organised side than Borough and the, the other team that we beat Hull, who are poor teams? I mean, it's not aren't that much better, but they got better quality players than both of those sides that we've got our wins against. Yeah, I think I think without without doubt they're a much better organised side under Michael O'Neill, as, as Peter's just said. You know, they're they're a well organised unit. I think if if you look at the record since he's he arrived after Nathan Jones went, I think you know they. I think it's one one eleven drawn five lost twelve or something like that. So you know, 
Yes, yeah, twelve. It's twelve six twelve. This was game thirty for him, and it's twelve six twelve, which is a win percentage of forty one point five percent. Yeah, um, you know, certainly, you know, mid, mid mid table, certainly not relegation fodder as they were at the early part of the season, and and you know, I don't think it was going to be an easy game today. Probably, in fairness, two relatively well matched match teams, and and but I did think after we had that that kind of the the second half drinks break, Pato almost got a bit of a second wind. And he started yeah. to get on the ball because I don't think he'd been on the ball for, for 20 minutes in, in that second half. And we gradually built a bit of territory. We, we built a bit of pressure. But I think that, you know, they, those final balls, probably a, a case of, you know, three games in however many days, seven days yeah. on the same side, just, just caught up with us a bit. And I think that's understandable. And, you know, I don't have any complaints with that. I think the yeah. ball was just, you know, fair fair result. Fam looked a bit of a shadow of himself, certainly in the second half. He didn't really offer any threat at all. Peter, did you see it like that? I did. Uh, I did. Uh, and funny enough, I'd noticed a very interesting name on the substitutes bench, which was one Freddie Hines. Yeah. Now, Freddie Hines was you know, an absolute revelation away at Watford so, so long ago. It's nearly three years ago. It's heading that towards is, three years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, coming up for three years. And obviously he's been out on loan. So I was really quite hoping that we might see, um, you know, a, a different shape because he's certainly not the, in the uh, stature of uh, Dijoux, which I hope I've pronounced uh, correctly. Uh, Kaf, yeah, uh, not like Cam. Kamara. Dijoux or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sort of. Um, but I was interested to see that Masengo was warming up, didn't get mm-hmm. a game. Hines, I would love to have seen a sort of, how, how can I put it, just um uh, you know, a, a very interesting roll of the dice uh, on at the last minute because I'm sure they would have been unable to com- yeah. keep cope yeah. with that you know, low centre of gravity and the mobility that uh, Freddie Hines possesses. Yeah, let's look at the team then. Just try and give them a quick uh, marks out of 10. Let's do it collectively. So the three of us, uh, uh, Dave Bentley, out of 10. Oh, so seven or eight. Um, not, yeah, not Peter, yeah. yeah, a solid eight for Bentley. Yeah. Jack Hunt, right back, wing back. Six. Six. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a man of no half marks, and six is my my equivalent of someone who's earned their corn. Earned their corn. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't look exposed. Yeah, and uh, Peter, same. Yeah, I give. Well, I'm a generous man. I give him seven. Callas. Um, yeah, I didn't seven, notice seven, him. Got, got to be good then. I think you have got to give Benko eight to include the goal. Correct. Yeah, no, he's yeah. really good tonight. I think you know we didn't see the threat in their box tonight, but he. From that opening game when when he played against Birmingham and Djukovic bossed him a little bit, I think yeah. I've seen a guy who, who's quite happy to get his head and get his body in the way of things. We really yeah. impressed him in his little cameo since he's been back in the side. I'm not going to give I'm not going to give Viner a, a Baker a mark because he isn't really long enough to uh, to be given one. But Viner, I'd say six and a half from them. He shows sort of a little bit of inexperience at times. He got caught out once in the second half where he didn't know whether to follow the guy down the wing. Or go inside. Six and a half? Am I being generous or mean, uh, Dave? Six for me. No half marks. Yeah. yeah. No, All right. No, no, mean, I give him seven for pure adaptability, coming on at short notice, yeah. having to slot in. Uh, yeah. You know, that's a real talent we've got there. And, yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll get better. He's adequate. He's adequate. If we're talking about having squad players that can come yeah. in in injuries. De Silva at, uh, at left, uh, left, left wing back. A, a, a six, I would say, for him. What do you think? I, I thought there was a couple of bits of absolute magic from him tonight. Um, certainly in the first half. But once again, a little bit wasteful at the, you know, with his crossing. Got in at the back post a couple of times. I, I, seven for me. 
Seven, yeah, seven for me. Seven for me too. Absolutely magical bit of skill. To be fair, um, you know, you just look at him and think, "Wow, how did he do that?" Yeah, he no, he is, he is, uh, he is good. Corey in midfield. I thought he was okay. Seven. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he had a good game. I thought there was, you know, there was one ball he played through in the first half as well. You don't normally associate him with defence splitting passes. Um, obviously, that was the one for for Fam's chance. And uh, yeah. Yeah, and he headed the ball. Did he not head the ball to Vyman for yes. who I set him up for a goal? So he's I worth a, a good, good game today. Yeah, Pato yeah. six six for me tonight. Not, not probably quite at it tonight. No, in comparison with uh, mm. the previous two games, yeah, he dropped off, and I think that's uh, a six for him. And Vyman, um, when he made the goal, other than that, he didn't contribute quite as much as. Uh, the previous uh, game, so it's a six for me there. Maybe, well, I'll give six and a half, but uh, how do you guys feel about that? Six for me. Seven for me because he's a mister of perpetual motion and he did get the assist. You know, the, the, it's so important to get assists. Yeah, and then the front two, I'm not going to bother with substitutes, and we've got uh, Ian and uh, Ian and uh, Mark joined us as well. But uh, uh, Fam up front, uh, got that Dave and uh, Peter, we'll let them finish their scoring. Fam up front, six, six, six again, and Naki. Yes, yeah, breaks a six for me. There were some good two bits sixes. and some sloppy bits. Yeah. All right, I'm going to bring in uh, Ian and Mark. I'm not going to go through the whole game again, but what I just want to do is just get their take on the 90 minutes. So if you can hear me, Ian, I'll come to you first. Just a quick 30-second summary on uh, that 90 minutes that we've just witnessed. And then we're going to go on and talk about the last two games, team lineups, and what they should do. And then we'll talk about the latest on the manager. And Dave, unless you've got something to tell us, I think you lost your bet because you said the man would be announced. But first of yeah, all, I think Ian, wait for a 745 um, kickoff as well. Yeah. <laughs> Ian, um, you're taking 30 seconds on that match today. Uh, it, I think it summed up our season. We're not good enough. And there are too many nearly men in the squad. Uh, Baker left the field before half time for the 87th time in his Bristol City <laughs> career. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we've got too many sloppy short passes, uh, too many players happy to go backwards and sideways. Pato, I think his press went to his head after the uh, Middlesbrough game, and he was he was playing on top of you know in Thomas Callis's boots in the first half. Yeah. Um, and we had one shot on target in ninety minutes, and if you looked at the two games, if you were watching Bristol City for the first time after Saturday, you'd have thought, blimey, why are this lot not in the top six? If yeah. you watch tonight, you'd think, I know exactly why they're not in the top six. One shot on target yeah. in 90 minutes. That That's my summing up of the game. That's your summing. And Mark, your view on the game? Yeah, just not brave enough in, in uh, centre of the pitch, uh, David. I agree with Ian. Um, Stoke matched our 3-5-2. And Jamie Patterson was was anonymous in that game because he was playing so far back. I don't know if you if if any if all of you were watching it, he actually played across. He almost got an assist. He played it across the six yard box, uh, and Viner just stopped Lee Gregory. Yeah, just Viner just stopped Lee Gregory from putting it in. But him and Viner was a mistake. We got found out. We we can't play him and Viner in in centre midfield every game because they're just too lightweight. And that creates too much space. And with Corey, no creativity or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. there's nobody, yeah. no no support at all for uh, for Wells or Jiju. They were just there was just a vacuum there that Stoke filled with a plum, and they deservedly got a point. It was a great cross, 
but uh, they yeah. hit the post from Powell, and that was a wonderful save uh, by Bentley on that he tipped it onto the bar. Later on, to add to, to, to the one that he did, yeah, to add to the one he did in the first half. Okay, so here we are. We're on sixty-two points. I think I'm right in saying was it sixty-eight that we got last season? Seventy. Yeah. Seventy. Okay, so that's not achievable. Getting eight or improving on last season, probably not achievable now. What do we do for the last two games? Do we bring? Are we allowed to bring in any of these players that have been on loan? And I'll ask Dave that question first. Yep. Do we experiment with the players that we have got? I mean, what is the point of maybe playing a phobie at the weekend? Yeah, if he's not going to be here. But what would you be doing the last couple of games of this season in terms of the squad, the players? Dave? Okay, in terms of the rules, I've not seen anything on the EFL website actually documenting what the rules are. But as we're led to believe from various reports that have been out there, the, the rules are you can't bring in any of our returning loanees unless we're at a point where we've got less people who have played for the club in an EFL game prior to you know the, the, the window. So that's why Freddie Hines is in the squad at the moment, yeah. ahead of, say, a Taylor Moore or Joe Morell or a Liam Walsh, yeah. because yeah. he played eight minutes against Brentford in 2017-18 season. I, I think Hines is one I'd like to talk about at, at some point, uh, not necessarily yeah. today, but... Uh, yeah, well, we can, yeah we can do that. Yeah, I mean, somebody's... J-Mo's just contributed here. He said, got to give Vine and Nagy and Masengo some minutes. Do you agree with that, Dave? Yeah, I, I, I think we, we we want to finish strongly. I, I think probably what the first thing I'd do is is, is appoint the new manager. But there we go. That's that's probably a, a yeah. separate. Come on to that. Way. Come on to that in a minute. We can but if, if, a whole, if, if, a whole if, section to that. Yeah, if, yeah. Holden, if Holden and Mac are, are still in charge, I think we owe it ourselves to, to to try and go out and beat Swansea and Preston in these in these next two games and, and, and take the side to do that. But I think yeah. we also need to think, you know. With you know second half minutes, you know what, what, what's the harm in, in in playing playing some players? You know, giving Masengo some minutes because he's not had any of late. You know, if if Hines does stay on the bench, let's let's give him some minutes to see let's, yeah. let's see what he can do. Uh, Peter, um, give Jojo what a, a run out in goal because you've got to think that we have a sense of responsibility because we're playing two teams that have got a playoff uh, chance. Yeah, so you know we don't want to play a weekend side, but. Maybe give that other goalkeeper a, 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 a cut a chance so that he could be considered a good number two or number three next season. Or oh, God, we got O'Leary coming back. But uh, would you be changing the team or the format with games the last two games? I'd be mindful of the fact Peter. that it's still holding in. It, 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 I'd be mindful of the fact, Dave, that if it was uh, still holding in charge, he'd be very, very conscious of his own stats. Um, because he's got a further career to think of. Mm. So, yeah. you know, it's all very well to say, well, the year we can bring, yeah. uh, you know, a, a series of players in. But, you know, you've got to look at your positions. You've got to look at the people who are going to be really productive for the future. And, uh, you know, I'm going to stick my money on the fact that perhaps Freddie Hines should be given a, um, a, a cameo role in our two games. That Get around. Right. Okay. Um, you know, okay. with, with Ian, the objective of still winning those games. Of course, Ian. Uh, do, would, would you be making any major changes on the assumption that uh, Dean Holden is still in charge? Yeah. Do, do you think? Uh, well, would you be making any changes? Do you think he will? Ian, um, <clears throat> I don't think it, I don't think he'd make too many changes. Um, he, I mean, he can't. 
Uh, you can't bring any of the, uh, you know, your Morel or your Walsh or any of those, Taylor Moore, any of those guys back <clears throat> because Ashley Williams is available for the game against Swansea. So that's another player that's played already and can, um, can come in. Um, you know, it may be, is, is Baker going to be fit? You would assume so because normally when he goes off at halftime, he comes back the next game and he's fit. Um, so uh, I, I would, wouldn't think he'd go from three five two. You might see um, the Viner play uh, it right back instead of Hunt, who I didn't think was too bad tonight. Uh, is Pereira going to be fit? He's apparently training. You've got uh, Casey Palmer, so they're all ahead of you know, you know the Walshes and, uh, and Morels of this world yeah. and can play. Um, I, I think a phobie will be back, and they'll they'll get their money's worth out of him over the next couple of games. I didn't think Wells was great tonight. And he's another one of those players who for every one really good thing he does, he he does two or three quite poor things. And that's something that that the new manager has to look at. But in answer to your question, I don't think... Podcast, see you in a minute. I don't, don't... Yeah. Tell her to shut up. <laughs> is that derisory? Is that derisory or defamatory or derogatory uh, language, there, Ian? Yeah, just tell her, tell her to talking, sh- Pete. Yeah, tell her, tell her to shut up, or or go and have your tea, or do the podcast, one or the other. Okay, the kitchen. on his cap, but whatever. To turns him on, and Mark, I suggest whoever's in the background. <laughs> Mark, um, I think everybody's agreed that there's not going to be many changes between now and the end of the season. Uh, do you endorse that view? Let's have a quick yes or no, because we're going to talk about the manager yeah, play, for the play, remainder play, of the podcast. Play, play your strongest team. Could throw a bit of a curveball. Uh, take out Jamie Patterson and have a stronger tackler in the centre and stick in uh, uh, stick in Tommy Rowe, because I think Swansea are going to yeah. want to... They'll, they'll play an open game and they're capable of attacking teams, so why don't we try and sit in and hit them on the counter-attack? We're still a counter-attacking team. That's our yeah. best option. No, we won that, more, that more away good. games than at home. Yeah. Nine, away, nine away wins to eight home. To eight home. Yeah. We, we won eight last season and, 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 eight, and, uh, and eight the season before. We've got to try and improve on that at Preston, which will be niggly well, let's as not hell. Talk about our home. Let's, not, yeah, let's not talk about our home form because we said many times it's been rubbish for two and a half years now. I'm just looking at uh, the score at the city ground. It's Forest 2, Swansea 2. So uh, there was a chance if Forest lost and lost all three, Cardiff, you know, we might. Might still get in. That was before tonight. Okay, let's look at the managerial uh, situation. We said at the beginning, Michael O'Neill, if he'd have been on the shortlist now, which he isn't because he's gone to Stoke, he wouldn't have been a bad choice. I mean, that was game 30 in charge at uh, Stoke. He's won 13, drawn five, lost 12. So he's got a win percentage that begins with a four, which I think was a measure of success. I actually winced earlier this week when I saw Michael Appleton's name feature uh, (laughs) as uh, a potential appointee. Um, Peter, if I come to you, what are Mark your Aston's thoughts? mate. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't want to say that, yeah, because we're trying to be uh, sort of, you know, not too controversial. But Pete, I'll come to Peter first. Peter, um, Michael Appleton was mentioned. We've almost got two tiers of contender here, haven't we? There's the A team and the B team. Is that how you see it? Peter. Well, um, mercifully, we're not, as I suggested in the last podcast, subjected to too much, quote, noise. And clearly, the yeah. only people are talking are agents. Um, yeah. So, you know, really, we haven't got a clear view on any of the, uh, um, um, if you like, real candidates going forward. However, 
it is always useful to have an opinion. My opinion happens to be that someone like um, Stoke, I think, will find it very difficult to hold on to O'Neill because, to be quite honest, they're on their beam ends. They've got some great players who, to be fair, aren't performing particularly well and will be out of contract and they're in financial trouble. We could, be, we could do a great deal of good by picking almost a, a mid-level candidate like him. He's an unknown. He's not a runner, yeah. so to speak. But I think he would be prove extremely effective. Because if you think of the way he performed his little But you don't think he's, he like, doesn't even appear on any shortlist anywhere, does he? I don't, yeah. But yeah, but remember, we're yeah, always... He's not going to leave, he's he's not leave Stoke, is he? Well, yeah. why, why not? No, that's true. No, maybe. Maybe. Um, Dave, you thought we'd have somebody. Do you think... <laughs> We are any further? Do you think we're further forward? Do you think a decision has been made and we were waiting to see if our playoff chance had gone? Do you think the new manager knows who he is and was actually watching from the stands tonight and could take over in a limited capacity in time for Saturday? Dave, what do you what do you say to that uh, suggestion? Yeah, I guess. Based on my, my comment on Saturday, I thought we'd have someone announced today. I have to kind of stick with that theme and say, yeah, today playoffs are over. Tomorrow we announce the, the, the new manager. I, I'm sure it's not quite as, quite as uh, simple as that. And well, you put, an extra, you put a quid on, uh, you put a quid on <laughs> Gerard, didn't you, this afternoon, according did, to yeah. what I saw on the fans forum? Yeah, there's some momentum building behind him, I think. You know, once again, we, we, we don't know how, how true any of, any of this is. But I, I think if, if Lansdowne was going to be of the kind of sentimental opinion that actually Holden's come in and, and you know what you know had he won tonight let's let's just take him through to the end of the season I think I think any ideas of that have been banished now, now time now time for to, to Steve to make a decision like he would do when he was you know Hargreaves Lansdowne so to take a take a view um Ian um Appleton was mentioned no way done nothing you know worse than well on a par with Flynn at Newport yeah but uh you know what? Do you, what? What's your take on it all now? Well, Mick McCarthy runs now. It's a marvelous um, selection choice of manager. I don't know whether anybody saw that on uh, YouTube. Yeah, I think um, looking at looking at the managers, um, you've got um, Christ. Who's got their phone in their pocket? <laughs> what the hell is that? Right, um, Ian. I I think in terms of O'Neill, why would you want him? He's never never done anything in the in 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 the the, the game in terms of uh, got a side promoted or yeah. made the playoffs or anything like that. Stevie G tonight is down to two to one to be the manager. Hewton is evens, so I think it's a shout between those yeah. two because the bookies don't get that much wrong. Just, just on O'Neill, yeah. Ian, just to, to chip in there, sorry, but he did a, did a rather cracking job in eight or nine years at the Northern Ireland manager. So I don't think we should uh, dismiss yeah. that. I w- I, no, I wouldn't dismiss it, Dave, but international football, expect, especially with a very, very low expectation level, is completely... Well, is it? Honestly? Yeah. I mean, you know, if... if um, Northern Ireland France, play. They're, they're top teams. <clears throat> yeah, when they play them, I'm talking about when they play the Faroe Islands. You're not telling me that's better than the Championship. Well, we're not playing the Faroe <laughs> Islands. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, uh, all right then. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's I, a good I, I don't. 
It's it's not a good standard, Pete. I mean, the expectation level. Well, he's not. Barley, look, he's not even on the betting. It? Michael O'Neill's not even on the betting. No, but Pete said he thought we would go and get get a sort of third rate bloke as a manager and see how he does. You've got Appleton, yeah. who's um, I, I think somebody's just mate. Right, is he his mate or is he just somebody that he worked with at Oxford? And so someone's putting two in two and two together and coming up with six. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, I, I, look, you know, they showed the stand tonight. The only two okay. people in the stand were Ashton and John Lansdowne, looking looking suitably miserable, both of them. So I would hope that they, they, yeah. they know they want by now. I mean, how long's Johnson been gone? Two, three weeks? Mm. Well, it's coming up to two weeks. Uh, let me go on to uh, Mark, if he's still with us and not painting or getting his tea. Mark, um, Steve Gerrard or uh, Chris Hewton, I guess either of those two would go down well with the fans for different reasons because we would be in danger of becoming Steve Gerrard's Bristol City. But would he be a bit of a show pony appointment, Steve uh, Gerrard, if he got a job? No, I think it, it would fill there. the fans with excitement. He's in there. He's Hello, in can the you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Yeah, can you hear yeah. me? <laughs> yes, yeah. we got you. I think got it would fill the, the fan. Yeah, I think it. I think it would fill the fans with excitement, and he'd, he'd be able to draw on some decent players, not least from uh, Liverpool's academy. But I think Chris Hewton for me, and um, you know, two promotions with uh, Newcastle, where he he was. You know, he got an awful sacking in, in December of the following season after taking him up on 102 points, and then with Brighton, uh, you know, yeah. from the, from the uh, big big investment is it Tony Fernandez or something down there? Tony something, yeah, who, who really backed him to the hilt to get promoted, um, and unfortunately they were slipping a bit last season. But I think he might have kept him in the Premier League, although they were they were a bit they were a bit stale. But yeah, it's got to be him. He'll command a big. He'll command a big wage. No, no question about that. But he'll be able to bring in players, and I think he's a man yeah. to take us into the Premier League uh, for only the third time in our history in the top division. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? We should do that. Well, we can keep our fingers crossed, Dave. Just to uh, finish up with you, I said Steve Gerrard a bit of a show pony. They'd have to pay Rangers compensation. There'd been the odd rumour on the forum that Hewton wants a million. And as somebody said, well, Bailey Wright's gone and a couple of other players have moved moved on. Their wages, you know, they're no loss to the squad. It's not, if that's what the man, if that's what the going rate to get the right man is, that's what should be paid. But if you have a straight choice, Dave, between Gerard and Hewton, well, I guess it's a no-brainer really, isn't it? Yeah? It's, it's Hewton for me. He's been my kind of number one of those top quality managers that I think might be realistic for us. Gerard's a different angle on it, I think. He's a kind of more from left field, but I think it would still be a good appointment if that happens. But yeah, Hewton for me. Okay. Um, final word from uh, Ian and Peter. Ian, would you, would you be happy with Gerard? Do you think, you know, we might, do you think we could lose Hewton to a, Aston Villa, if they got rid of Dean Smith in the next couple of weeks, I mean, he allegedly he's keeping Birmingham waiting, pending, pending us. But you know, if Hutton goes, would would Gerard satisfy you? Yeah, if 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 Hutton was gone, but I mean, there's no reason for the bloke to be gone. If he's he's apparently the one rumor came in, he's told friends he's going to get the job and he's going to be appointed. Then he's got. Um, 
you know, that the next thing was Hewton wants a million quid. Well, Lee Johnson was on half a million quid, and you could say to Hewton, right, we'll pay you a million quid, and we'll and we'll pay you a million quid extra if you get us in the Premier League because you'd be able to afford yeah. it. So, and, and yeah. I think you know the thing with Gerard is obviously the Liverpool connection and being able to get three or four outstanding Liverpool players in on loan if we needed them. Uh, one big thing yeah. the new manager's got to do is sort out the the issue with players' contracts because there's a lot of players out of contract in a year's time. Baker, Vyman, Jiju, Elias. At the end of uh, next season. Um, so yeah, that's absolutely right. And, and the, well, the, yeah. the, the end of next season, and what they've got to say, particularly with this season starting later, what they've got to say to those players is, right, you know, do you want to stay? Do you want to sign the contract? No, you don't. Right. Okay, bring your okay, agent bye. in. Goodbye. Get him up. You know, go and get your man a move. He said he didn't want to stay. We're not going to do this thing where they run their contract down. And then at least the new new guy, whoever it is, know, knows where he is. Yeah, that's very true. Finally, uh, Peter, um, I guess you'd be uh, you'd be happy. Sorry, you'd be happy with Gerard, Peter? Would you? Yeah. Well, let's just analyse this. Hooton would be, uh, if you like, boring um, in terms of the play that we'd have, but could be effective because he's proven in that respect. Gerard would have yep. huge expectations arriving with him, which I think would be difficult. And I'm mm. not absolutely sure he's got the man management ability and skills for the wide ranging ages in, in City's squad. Um, but does come with a sort of caveat and a golden ticket. Oh, they might be able to some, uh, be linking up with some Klopp's uh, young wonders who, just as we developed um, Tammy Abraham, we could develop some of the Liverpool. Uh, so, I know, like Swansea, you've got that Ryan Brewster who scored. Yeah, Swansea, have got Ryan Brewster who scored for, uh, who scored for uh, Swansea uh, this evening. OK, thanks, Peter. Yeah. Dave, you just chipped in with something there that you wanted to, uh, to add. And what was that? Yeah, I, I, I think on, on the contracts, you know, I know Ian, Ian's mentioned this a couple of times. I think it, it's probably a summer where we really don't know how things are going to go. There may be some players thinking on the back of COVID, mm. I'll, I'll happily sign a, an extension Lesser. for a year to, to keep yeah. it up because actually there's going to be a load of, there's going to be a load of players about jobs. There's going to be a load of clubs. That, might, that might bear, that yeah. might come into the equation on this. Um, but I think you know, that's, that's probably what, you know, my, my reason for saying, I think we need to get a manager in early, make a quick evaluation of the players yeah. and decide which ones he wants to keep. Getting rid of players ain't going to be easy either. So you know, it's all right saying, "Well, Baker, yeah. he don't want to stay." But you have him there, have him on board. By so, yeah, yeah. It would be it would be nice to have him by the Preston game, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't Anybody? see why you could yeah. have somebody. In, somebody, guys. Look, it's been a pleasure. Saturday. Yeah. Sorry, Dave, you're going to have yeah, to say yeah, that again, there. mate. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, no, I was just saying, so I thought, I, I was going to say, you thought we could have somebody in by Saturday, yeah? And even if they didn't take a training yeah. session, they could be involved and take a couple of training sessions before the final game against Preston uh, a week today, yeah? Well, the thing is, you, you, you'd have your man. So you wouldn't get this, oh, well, because Hewton didn't hear from us, he thought, I mean, I, I would be surprised if he went to Birmingham because they're in all kinds of trouble. Yeah. Um, 
And I would have thought he wanted something better than that. But the bloke's been out of work for a year. Um, and there could be different reasons for that. For example, yeah. he could still be getting, he was yeah. still getting paid by Brighton for a lot of that. So if he was on a million quid at Brighton, he's not going to walk away from that money to go and take a job at, yeah. you know, Burton Albion or, or anywhere else. So what, what yeah. I, I think the, if he's available and they should have had talks with everybody already, I'm not buying this, oh, we're not talking to people and this, that, and the other. Mm. They should have had talks. They should make their damn mind up. No, they won't, because this is an absolutely key decision. Because this is, I think, a bit make or break. If we don't get it mm-hmm. right next season, um, we don't strengthen yeah. it, do the right way, we could well go down. Because you've got players leaving the club, like, you know, William's not going to be here. Benko will probably be back it in um, at Leicester, I would suggest. They yeah. had enough game time down here. Uh, Benicophobe. Stoke want way too much money from what, you know, the, their chairman was saying. He wants his money back. That was 12 million quid. And yeah. I can't see us paying that. So there'll be a, there'll be a natural wastage of players. Well, we just haven't got that sort of money to spend. Guys, we're coming up 45 exactly. minutes. We're coming up 45 minutes on the session. It's been it's been a pleasure as always. Um, we'll do the same after uh, Saturday's game. We might have something to talk about other than the action. We've lost the playoff chance. It finished... Uh, Bristol City won, Stoke City won, another season in the championship. And if somebody had said 10 years ago, you know, we'd have had that, the seasons that we have had, I'd say it's all gone a bit flat. I think we'd have been, uh, we'd have been happy. I think if the home form, the way form had been at home, we won more games at home, there would be less uh, frustration amongst the fans. But uh, guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. And uh, we'll speak again uh, at the weekend, if that's okay with all of you. All right, all the best. Good luck, mate. Cheers. Bye, Dave. Bye. Bye, Peter. Bye now. Bye-bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.